0: I have a question for you. What would it be like to be the lead editor of a YouTube channel that has over 5.3 million YouTube subscribers and close to a billion views on YouTube? Interesting, right? Well, hello, 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 my wonderful folk queens and folk kings. My name is Jonathan Garano. I don't like the word interesting. I hate that word interesting. Anyway, my name is Jonathan Garano, and welcome to another episode of Spill... The fu, a podcast where sometimes I sit down in this chair and I just splurge the evolving thesis of thoughts inside my head and I give it to y'all. Maybe we'll come up with something, maybe not. And other times because I'm an extroverted soul, I force people. Yes, I force people, people that I'm curious about, people in my life, and we sit down and we have a convo. That's basically what this is. This isn't careers.com. I'm not trying to figure out the journeys of their life and the theories that they possess. We're We're just sitting down to have a convo. And today, the special guest, her name is Taylor Matsunaga. And she just happens to be the lead editor of Jubilee Media, a digital company that has this YouTube channel that is focused on connection and empathy. You know, I was on an episode where we sat down with someone that was a complete stranger and they wanted to see if I would fall in love with her over the 36 questions of love. Another episode where they were trying to break the stereotypes of what we assumed what is by putting him on a show where there was seven individuals, six of whom were straight. I was one of the straight guys and one who was gay. And we had to figure out who was the gay one, right? Those are the times, ty- they're here to stop to, put people in these uncomfortable but safe spaces to express themselves and open our minds. And it's, it's, oh, I love this channel. Check them out. And with Taylor Matsunaga, TM as I call her, she is a brilliant soul who touches my heart and soul in so many different ways. And we're here just to, to have that convo. So here we go. Is this is is this, is this really hey. happening? Is it
1: happening?
2: Mean? <laughs> no, it's,
0: hi! It's so good to see your smiling face live. You. you know, oh it,
2: oh, it was recording right out the gate. Well, I, I want to say
0: that every time, every time <laughs> I see your smiling face or every time I hear your voice, just I feel a, a sense of warmth that just like overflows my body. You know?
2: Wow! Thank, yeah, thank
0: you. <laughs> you know, I just I like I was I've been thinking about this actually. Um, like I was on the couch earlier this morning taking a nap. And then I drank some coffee and then I went taking out a
2: nap and, in the morning isn't that just like,
0: yeah well I wake up yeah it is I guess so um that's what it is coffee <laughs> nice. but um you're the lead editor of jubilee and and I've been like thinking about all like the jubilee content and you promote like this message of empathy and because you are the lead editor you know how do you define empathy what does empathy mean to you
2: oh my Coming yeah. in with a hard well, no. question.
0: I just want to know. Like I think, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, I'm curious.
2: Let's see. Empathy for me, it's tough. It is interesting that um, I think there's a lot of definitions of empathy, which it doesn't seem like that would be the case. I think all it means for me is being able to see the humanity in someone else. Um, it doesn't really mean like. I don't think that empathy means peace with someone necessarily always Mm. and i don't think that it means like we're best friends and now we can have this like super solid relationship um i i think that empathy is like required to get there if you do want to have that with somebody who's so different than you but um yeah i think for me it's just being able to see the humanity in someone else and the value in someone else's life um even if you disagree with them or if you are worlds apart how
0: do you okay i could see that the the ability to have empathy over someone that you kind of like maybe disagree with or you don't want to have peace with
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but does empathy can you still be not opposing but can you still be like violent even though you have empathy i don't know violence is the right word can you fight even if you have empathy Mm -hmm. over somebody else
2: Yeah, I well, yeah. I guess it depends what you mean by fight, but I mean, I I think that you can strongly disagree with somebody and be, yeah, fighting. I guess in a way. Okay. And still have empathy for them. Um, and still see them as a human with a life that's valuable. God, um, I,
0: I feel like that's so comp not complicated, but it is. It, t- no, it takes it a is. lot of like patience, right?
2: Yeah, it's definitely not easy. Like empathy, it's it is hard because I I think. As Jubilee, we're not right. like selling this thing that's super easy. Um, and I know it's kind of cliche to be like, you have to put in the work because that feels right. like this phrase that's just been thrown around. But I, I don't even know like, what that means
0: anymore. All, uh, I, know yeah, me is all I have just, to do is like, I have, I'm like, I'm doing something wrong and I have <laughs> right, to somehow right, like fix right. something, right?
2: Yeah. Um, and I, I think especially in a world where we're so used to um, instant gratification, like, we, like empathy is not a short road. Uh, I think that empathy is, it's tough and you might get it right some days and get it wrong some days. And like I said, it's kind of weird because I think people have different definitions of empathy. So I I mean,
0: with your definition of like trying to find humanity, right? Um, How do you check, to me, that seems in my eye, the way that you're defining it, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm Taylor and I have to check myself consistently to make sure that I'm coming in even though I have my preconceived ideas, I'm not judging them, I'm treating them like a human. So how do you, I guess, kind of check yourself and work on that? Is it through discussion of the other side, discussion with yourself? Is it journaling? What,
1: mm-hmm. How do
0: you prepare yourself for that? Especially because you're the lead editor, so you have to make sure that when you're coming in with that footage, that's like, okay, how, how do I do this? Where it's like...
2: Mm-hmm. you expensive. know, it's fr- Yeah, I think it's actually in some ways easier to do it for work than it is in real life. Mm. Because, you know, through a Jubilee lens I can easily put on my lead editor of Jubilee hat. Uh we are standing for empathy. And so I know like the mission of our company and our content is to achieve that. So for me, it's easy to kind of distance myself from like the reality of what's happening. Um especially as an editor. Like I'm just watching footage, right? And even if I might get personally like you know triggered by something right Right. like it's there's still it feels like there's a distance because i'm just like watching footage it's (laughs) much harder in real life so i think to you know for work um it's just yeah it's kind of putting that hat on i guess and really being able to I get, yeah, distance myself, which sometimes is not good either, because these are really? like real, pe- real people that like are having. They're the ones having like real conversations, and that a lot is of true. times they, these conversations are affecting their real life, and kind of like in a third person point of view, I get to like just watch. Um, oh, you're like
0: a not a puppet master, but you are. They're like play doh, and you're like, ooh, what can I do with? Kind
2: them? of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I think my job is just to represent the truth of like what happened on set. Right. To you know, represent people fairly. Um how do you
0: like but okay, so okay, I've been in the internet game, right? Yeah and um I I have actors sometimes that I play with and I'm I'm coming in it with sometimes and I'm like thinking to myself, This is great, this is this is wonderful, but I need to tweak it just Mm -hmm. enough and I need to put this section of Mm -hmm. this story in first to tell a greater entertaining story.
2: Yes, yes.
0: And then sometimes as you're doing that do you ever like lose a little bit part of yourself because you're thinking to yourself okay I got to make this a little entertaining for the internet
1: even mm. though,
0: like do you ever feel as if you're manipulating something to tell a greater story or maybe manipulating is not the right word but is that some sort of uh not struggle but thing that you deal with consistently do you think
2: Yeah I think we deal with that all the time um, cause, because of course you know a lot of people ask us like hey can you just release the three hour long conversation that was happening on set? And I don't think people understand everything that goes into a shoot. Sometimes I'm like, it's three hours. Like we cut out a lot of stuff for a reason. Yeah,
1: you do. (laughs) Um, And
2: on, I think maybe the internet's taste is changing, but nobody actually wants to sit through a three hour conversation. Like you want to be entertained, right? Like, of course there is like a, there is something to be said about, retaining someone's attention so that they actually pay attention to everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, of course, we're always like, okay, well, if we make the story appear this way, it seems like maybe there. this is a really tense moment, but maybe it really wasn't. Um, and so of course, that there's always that element to things in editing, but we really, I think, have to, um, we face a lot of tough decisions. Like, okay, as much as I want to keep this in or take this out, Um, is that true? And like, is that fair to this person or to this belief? And sometimes it's tough because sometimes people on set, being in our videos is really hard. Like you've been in them. And sometimes like people say things that they don't mean. And sometimes people, their intention, like their intention can sometimes be missed. So sometimes we have to decide like, okay, if we leave that in, like we know that's not what they meant but it comes across this way. Like, do we leave it in and let them get roasted or do we take it out to save? And so there's a lot of micro decisions and there's really no formula. We're really on the ground every single time, like (laughs) building the wheel from scratch, kind of it feels in terms of content and storytelling. But well, yeah. yeah,
0: figuring out what to keep in and what to keep out must be very stressful. Does it, because have you ever offended someone so much because the edit was just, they're like, I don't agree with this. This is not what I meant completely. And I cannot believe you put this out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, um, man, it's, those are always super hard. And sometimes we agree with the people that say that to us and sometimes we don't. Um, but yeah, we've definitely dropped the ball and I'm struggling to like,
0: but is remember. that really, but is that really your fault? I mean, how I see it being on your videos, right? I, I, the casting director or, uh, is it the casting director, crack casting producer, they do a wonderful Mm -hmm. job. For some reason you're able to get, you know, the most fabulous people to be in your videos. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm giving myself like an ego boost, but I don't mean, (laughs) I mean those other individuals that are there. Yeah, you too. And and then, um, and it's also up to the director to push, um, the, the castmates or the people that are there to open up in a way where they're giving out their best intentions. Right. And so with all of that said, you only have so much room to play with. And I think yeah. you know, for what I've seen and what you're able to do, I think you know, giving yourself a pat on the back, yes, it might be stressful. I think that's why when I think of you or I think of editors, I think that they're telling the third part of the story that I think matters almost
1: mm-hmm. the most. Mm-hmm.
0: And so um, I'm always thinking, is it emotionally exhausting because – at this, like You have to be objective, but you're also trying to tell a story. But at the same time, it's like, am I going to hurt their feelings, right? Yeah. And so how many renditions do you go through when it comes to like one video? And how do you know that, okay, guys, it's good enough. It's time to publish this.
2: Oh, that. Oh, man. We could work on something for months if we could right? Like we could go back and forth for years <laughs> on a video. So that's why deadlines are important because we're like, okay, we got to put these videos out. We got to put this many videos a week out. So it's got to get done. Um, so that's good. We need that for ourselves. Otherwise, I think we could rabbit hole for forever. Um, yeah, we go through a lot of iterations and it's it's not a very like okay, we do three drafts and then it's done. Like sometimes we'll do 20 drafts. Like, I don't know. It just depends on the content too and like the sensitivity. And we've had many times where a lot of people in the company might disagree about like, you know, like I feel like this moment is more important or this right. moment is more important and this storyline's more important to tell. And it gets really muddy sometimes thinking like, okay, who's who's right? <laughs>
1: right. And
2: whose um, notes do you take? the most and at the end of the day it's like the editor and the director have to believe in it ourselves and like we have to be the ones that are like okay we're happy with this some other people might not be right as happy but as long as you know we're not doing anything egregiously uh bad but yeah i think to circle back to um it's really hard to balance um keeping the cast in mind because obviously like
1: yeah
2: it's they are offering such a big part of themselves to us, right? Like often they're talking about their identity or they're being vulnerable and going on a dating show, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you do want we definitely want to honor those people, um, and it's tough because you can't please everybody, especially in a cast like Middle Ground. Right? There's six cast members, all of them have very different opinions.
1: Strong opinions. That's the point. That's the point of the show, yeah. right? Yeah.
2: So you'll it's very hard to please every single person in that cast and. You'll never please every single person in that community who's watching their community being represented. It's like impossible. <laughs> um, so yeah, it can it can definitely be exhausting. No,
0: no death threats yet. Hopefully.
2: Well, no, <gasps> not to us. No. Okay, um, but to you? No, 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 okay. no, no.
0: <laughs> no, Taylor. No. no,
2: no, 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 no. In some ways, you know, I I respect our directors so much because they are so much more like visible. Yes. Um, and they they will often take the fall for things um so in some ways i feel pretty protected as an editor you know that's the price we pay for locking ourselves in a room and being like in see you in two weeks before. yes yes <laughs> exactly. do you ever like
0: uh, sometimes as editor i don't know how you do it do you like do you, do you okay be serious do you do you love what you do
2: yeah i love editing why um, oh <laughs> having a party um football <laughs> I love editing because, I mean, it's kind of just like an innate thing. I don't know. I just, there's like something about the rhythm of editing and like the way in which you get to observe and tell stories from what's kind of already there. I think for me, I really struggle being a director because directors have to create something from nothing. Right. (laughs) Um, I'm not as good at that. Um, So it's, yeah, I love being like that last leg of the storytelling process and taking what a director had in mind and like even maybe taking it further than they imagined um
0: what is that rhythm that you're talking about like it's just you, is it something that you said that was innate in you or is it something that you were sitting in class one day you read something and it just hit you because of a formula that you followed like what is what is that rhythm what does it sound like what does it look like
2: Okay. So okay, I'm ready. I, this this might be really specific to the content that we create because we are representing real conversations, unscripted conversations, but there's a natural rhythm in conversation, right? Like there's pauses, there's breath. And like, there's the moment between two people when they're processing what you've said and they're thinking. And, you know, so I really enjoy like finding those um, natural rhythms. And that sounds like that's not a real thing but there are editors who who can't who have who struggle to do that like some editors will uh edit something and it's really choppy and you're like oh my gosh this doesn't feel like a normal conversation (laughs) like you know even if i cut a conversation down from two hours to 15 minutes like it should still feel natural and there should be a
0: flow to it yes
2: yeah because it you know there's a rhythm to how people communicate and there's so much to be said in like those small moments like the, the one second pause between somebody else or the way someone pauses in the middle of a sentence when they're thinking. Um, yeah. And I, I, it's, it's hard to teach. It's kind of like a feeling. It's a, it's a thing. I don't know. Just it. It's just a thing.
0: It's just a thing. It's like a It beat. definitely
2: wasn't something I learned in a book though. Um, and it, I only discovered that I really loved that from, from editing, like from actually doing it, doing it. Yeah.
0: Do you ever just like sit down? Because I love to write, and I, I love watching the videos, and I, I can feel the beat or hear the beats as you're talking. Like I was watching uh, before this a lot of your T for two back in the day. I don't yeah. know if you edited them or not. You probably did. I edited them. Yeah. Um. Or, or when I was on one, and I remember having a two hour conversation, and you were able to take different parts and make it flow as if we were still talking to each other, even though it was a different a different section of the conversation. I always wonder if you try to get cast members to give you tidbits of lines that you can use that don't have like long, uh, long dialogue. So that way you're like, okay, this person has snippets that I can easily take and flow. Um,
2: <laughs> That's the hard part actually about what we do is because people are not uh, concise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're not. People
2: aren't concise in real life. You know what I mean? Uh, so uh, we might do that occasionally. Like, if it's something really, really important, like a director might be like, "Hey, could you say that like in one sentence, but we hardly ever do that like that's very rare
0: so what I'm hearing is like you're Taylor you're just like addicted to to language and conversation
2: maybe do you, so? do you maybe. ever
0: just do you ever just sit there and listen to your friends speak and see what they say and be like, "Ooh, I love that word that they're using maybe." Oh.
2: I don't know about words, but I am always the person in my friend group that's like, all right, guys, so let's talk about like, but how did you feel about that? Or like, we'll start like analyzing each other and we could do that. I could easily talk to my friends for like four hours about who knows what. So yeah, in in a way, I guess I really love conversations.
0: What about spoken word? I think you're someone that would love spoken word stuff.
2: I think spoken word's super awesome. I don't have a gift for that, but I think it's super awesome.
0: Oh my gosh! Wait, when you see, when you hear conversations, and you're looking at that rhythm, is it like a visual thing too, or does it hit your? Do you like get goosebumps in the back of your neck? Like, ooh, the way that they're speaking makes me feel so good.
2: No, it's. Oh, okay. I don't think wow. it's that deep. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I think you're <laughs> like on another level. <laughs> oh, I was
0: like, oh, maybe it was like orgasmic of some sort. That's what I was thinking about. I was like, ooh, this feels so good. I'm getting, I'm getting chills in the back of my spine.
2: No, I think, I, yeah, it's more just. Um, more than like the language itself, right? It's kind of like what it says about that person. And so it's kind of more like looking into that person more so than like looking into like the language of and the way they speak. Oh, what like they does say. To, oh, them.
0: what is that? So, what makes someone beautiful then? Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh.
2: Oh, man. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to figure that out based on what you yeah, said.
2: Yeah. Do, do you have an answer?
0: Yeah. I, oh wow. I've never, I've never thought about this. Um, there's something that I always say when someone goes, "How are you?" I go, "Life is beautiful." Or when they say, when they say, "What do you think of this person?" I try to like say the most positive things about that person. But what do I think when? What makes someone beautiful? I used to think what makes someone beautiful is their ability to be completely vulnerable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But now that's switched. Oh. And I think because I don't like when anybody's forced to be vulnerable. And sometimes vulnerability at wrong moments of time can be a bit much, right? It's all about timing.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And um, as an Asian American person of color, it's harder to be vulnerable because of judgment. Rather, if I was like a white woman, for example, white women, they own the landscape of vulnerability. (laughs) Like the head head people that speak about mental health are usually white women. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. We hear you, we got it, make those videos. Great, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So vulnerability, yes, that's. but what I've realized, it's energy and also if they're being genuine in that moment. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so if their energy is uplifting and if they're acting in a way that is genuine, regardless of how open they are, that to me is what what makes someone beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so an example is you. Yeah, granted, I don't know you that well. Let's say the things that you share, the things that you share on Instagram, the things that you share in your story, or when I do meet you in the, in the office, it's this vibrant energy of like, hey, listen, I may be quiet, I may be introverted, I may be back, and I'm not, I may not say anything, but through my actions of just simple movement, simple sitting down, a simple hello, a simple smile and a smirk, if I feel that genuine energy coming from within you i'm like this 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 person is beautiful right wow especially if the genuine action is producing some sort of positive outcome right Mm -hmm. um i still even think that goes for someone that's completely violent and an asshole if they're Mm. genuine about it i'm like that makes someone beautiful they're doubling their asshole uh but instead of Feeling more positive, I just feel like this is hilarious, you know, because they're doubling right. down anger. Uh, mm. But again, um, yeah, does that make sense?
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, I just
0: made that on top of my head, but
2: no, I think that, yeah,
0: to me that feels right.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a really interesting question because to me, it's yeah, I don't know, it's really hard to like put into words, right? But, yeah, hmm, I would say it's just me what makes someone beautiful yeah what makes someone beautiful
0: their chiseled jawline and then the (laughs) fact that uh when they take off their shirt you're like god damn let's go (laughs) maybe that's what it is no
1: okay Okay. not that Um,
0: i mean that makes someone sexy i think it makes someone like hot and wanted mm -hmm. and and attractive attractive but
2: Wow. Visually pleasing.
0: <laughs> visual pleasing, but beauty—that's why I love words so much, right? Mm, beauty is a yeah. different definition, huh? I think we have to define what is. Okay, let's define. Let's let's pack this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How do you define beauty?
2: Oh my gosh! Even that, because <laughs> like, there's like visual beauty, right? Like you can look at a piece of art. Okay,
0: let's let's start with that. What or a makes,
2: sunset that's beautiful. You're like, wow. So okay, beautiful.
0: what makes something visually beautiful?
2: Uh, I think it's like something that. Like, makes you stop in your tracks.
1: <laughs> Ooh, which is
2: that's like the effect. So that's not really like what makes it beautiful, but that's.
0: Hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. Stopping in your tracks. Oh, <gasps> how about this? Stops in your tracks to make you think yeah. and reflect
2: mm-hmm.
0: how great that thing is in front of you. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we're yeah, doing yeah. the. Okay, we're doing the foundation. <laughs> this is dope. This that's is good, great. I good. love it. I love I it. Like okay. That. So. Stop on our tracks to make us reflect how great that thing is. Maybe, maybe like a sense of gratitude for that second. Like when yeah. I was dating someone and they do something like thinking if I remember this one time, this girl, she, that I was dating, I sat down and then she just suddenly handed me like a napkin to make sure that I had a, a napkin to eat. And I thought, wow, this like genuine <laughs> action of caring to make sure that I was okay, just so I could wipe yeah. my mouth. Yes. I'm reflecting how great this moment is. I'm um, being grateful this is beautiful. Okay, so now we have the foundation. Yeah. Reflex. Okay. Okay. So we have that. Now let's let's go a little bit above, right? How do we incorporate that with a person? Hmm. This is so much fun analyzing language yeah. right now. Interesting.
2: I think for me like something that I personally find really like i don't want to use the word attractive but like that's fine beautiful about someone is if i can tell that there's layers that they're um not giving to everyone <laughs> um
0: ah it's like you is have your personal
2: ooh, but like exciting yeah i really enjoy seeing somebody who i can tell like there's layers beneath and it's not necessarily like oh they're repressing those layers or like oh they're they don't want to share those things. It's just like they hold those things in themselves kind of closely, um, and it is so much fun for me. And I love so much when I can kind of like start to dig into those layers and start to find the layers that are there.
0: You're like an emotional miner, you know?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going
0: through the, you're going through the cave of their like spirit, then their soul,
2: mm-hmm. and then
0: now that you're in there, you're like, ooh, what. What can I dig up and find? Mm-hmm. As long as they're willing to give you those diamonds.
2: Right. And I think everybody has that. Um, right. So, it, yeah. It, but I think some people um, allow you to get there easier and some are more difficult.
0: Is it? Is it the beauty of these diamonds are just for me? Is that what makes them beautiful?
2: There's, or is I, it... There is a part of that a little bit. Um, but... I don't know. I guess it's just uh, realizing that, like, this person has lived so many years before this moment. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, all of those things are like compounding in this person in some way. And are just there's so much there to like unpack and to find out.
0: Well, where does this come from? Where does this cur- where does this curiosity?
2: <laughs> I have no idea.
0: When I when I was uh like a couple not a couple years ago, like so many years ago, um, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I judged, I judge, I still I am still working on my on my judgment. But I used to think that my pain or my story, now it's not greater, right? But is different and sometimes should be weighed more than this individual,
1: right? Mm-hmm.
0: Regardless of like thinking that oh they have this privilege or whatever, whatever. But then as i I've gotten older, I've realized three things. Everyone has pain. And regardless if you think that their pain is so small, right, how they react to it and how it affects their life means a lot to them. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's where basically the empathy comes from, maybe. Secondly, is also, you know, the support system that they may or may not have and the understanding of that. That's something that you have to like continuously double check. And, even if they get a lot of support in that moment, I think I've come to the conclusion that how you can see more beauty of someone is if you support them in whatever they are sharing to the world. And I don't mean like support like in cash, but I mean support as in listening. Does that make sense? Because, um, I think, okay, I don't know about you, right? I don't know how you define how you act in empathy and support, But how I believe support is just by opening your ears and maybe sometimes just saying absolutely nothing and saying, I hear you. And how I got this was in 2000, I still remember the date, 2014, uh, ex-girlfriend. She's having one of those days and she's in the shower and she's breaking down and just crying. And I thought about it for a second and I just opened the door with my clothes on Walked into the shower and just held her as she began to cry on my shirt as the water starts pouring down. Of course, yes, romantic movie, whatever. (laughs) But but in that moment, after we were done, she felt so good. And later, like a month later, she's like, "That was one of the best arguments, you know, resolutions that we've ever had." And I think sometimes, I don't know why I'm confessing to you, but I think sometimes, maybe as humans, we come in and we want to fix. Everything, fix everyone that we meet. We have advice for everyone. Yep. But in reality, I think everyone just wants to be heard, and if they want to be fixed, they'll tell you or they'll ask you when the time is right. Like if I go, "Hey Taylor, you can say anything to me," then you're like, "Oh, it's like this." Hey Taylor, um, can you wa-, like? I-, I can wash the dishes whenever you want, and you're like, "Uh, now I kind of feel weird, right?" <laughs> But if it's like, hey, Jonathan, um, you want to dry this plate? I'm like, yeah, sure. That feels a little bit nicer. Does this make sense?
2: Yeah. I'm not sure if I get the dishes one, but everything else, I I totally. um, Yeah, we can't. I think, yeah, you're right. We do have this tendency to want to fix things because I, you know, I don't think any of us like to see people or things broken. Um, But Sometimes you really just you just can't like and you just need to like yeah be there for that person and sit with them in the brokenness, right? Or like in the in that moment words aren't always helpful. Um
0: wow, like withness.
2: Withness.
0: I don't know where that came from, but withness sounds like a good word to use in that. How do you support someone? Let's say, for example, what have you learned that you felt great when you felt supported? And what did that look like? And now how do you support people?
2: Yeah, this is a great question because this is something I have learned a lot in the past, I don't know, five years. Um, Yeah, so I've I've like gone through a lot in my life um, and just to like give you a, Brief overview. Um, I by the time I was 26, like I had lost both my parents. Um, And there were a lot of times where I think at such a young age, like a lot of my friends understandably didn't really know like how to be there for me, right? They're like, okay, I don't know what you're going through. And so I think there have been a lot of times where people you know, well-meaning people will try to say things that are supposed to like make you feel better in that moment or like, here's some advice or, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And I, th- as I got older, I started to really resent that actually, because I was like, I know you don't know. So stop acting like you know. Right. <laughs> um, and I was like, I was just in a really, I think, dark place. But I really just needed people who weren't going to like ask me to feel better or who were going to expect me to like.
0: To smile.
2: Yeah. Or to like work on feeling better. Cause I was like, I I just, I can't. Um, And so I, you know, there were people in my life who came along and who just were just there. And I don't even know how to explain it. You know, they might ask um, or if they notice that like I'm, Having a hard time, like, just asking, like, hey, like, how are you okay? Like, how do you feel? Like, do you want to talk about it? And sometimes mm-hmm. I would want to talk about it. Sometimes I wouldn't. Um, but that was enough. And I think sometimes we don't like to feel like that's all we can do, because it, it feels yeah. so terrible to be like, I know you're really sad right now. Is there anything I can do? And the person's like, no. And then you kind of feel like you failed because you're like, oh gosh, like I can't yeah. do anything to fix that. But You don't need to sometimes. Sometimes you just like sometimes I just needed a normal night out with my friends to not think about. Yeah, like literally I was like, I there's so much heaviness going on in my life that is stuff that's really important, but I don't want to think about that right now. So like let's go do something and talk about anything else. Like I literally don't care. And that's okay. Yeah, like and that's okay. Um and that's like what I needed in that time. And just allowing people's space to go through what they're going through and kind of what you said I think people have to want to fix themselves if it is fixing that they need right like it was, I don't know it this is yeah pretty okay. tough but I think for me now I'm so much more willing with my friends to be like hey what's going on with you um ask them like to explain it to me without me saying like you know, oh, I know how you feel. One time I did this and one time this is what helped me. Like, it's like, okay, cool, dude. (laughs) What Are you supposed to, like, feel better from that conversation after you've said that? Like, it just, it doesn't feel genuine. And so sometimes I now am just more willing to listen to my friends say, hey, I hear you. I see you. Like, I'm sorry that you're going through that.
0: God, I love that I hear you. That's all he needs. You
2: You know, it's just like I'm here for you. Like, if you need to go and drive around and not talk about this, let's go and talk about Harry Styles. You know, right? Exactly. Like, let's do that. Um,
0: Like, what is up with his pants, and why is he such a beautiful man? Right.
2: Like, let's. Yeah. Um,
0: Do you feel heard now? I mean, um, thank you, by the way, for you know opening up and sharing about you know what happened. Um, You're an only child, I'm guessing? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Do you feel – ouch, sorry. Uh, Do you feel like you're heard now?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, And I think my friends saw me – like, my closest friends saw me go through this process and this whole, like, I'm so (laughs) just done with people trying to, like, fix the situation or make me feel better – and so I think it was hard for them. I don't know if they've ever said this to me directly, but I think they really felt helpless. Um, but I think through that, they learned so much too of like how to be there for me and hopefully how to be there for other people too. Um, Cause that was, you know, that was hard for them too, to feel like. Yeah. She doesn't want me to help <laughs> or she doesn't, you know, like, does that make me a bad friend if, I'm, if I can't do anything to help? And the Especially is like, if you, they no. care
0: for you so much too. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I totally know, like, everybody who maybe offered words of support that I rejected at the time. Like, I still appreciate it. Um, but just know that, like, sometimes people are going to reject that. <laughs> that helps. <Yeah. laughs> um, and that's okay. That doesn't mean, like, you've failed them. But um, I that love doesn't that. always have to be the first thing that you offer.
0: Right. It doesn't help. I think, again, like you said, well, first off, first off, I want to say that I love that. Um, that's something that I've been learning and um, trying to push that onto the people that I meet, especially the people that want to support me and my friends as well, is sometimes I just need not a punching bag, but someone to listen. And then I will open up when the time does come.
2: Yes, yes.
0: And so the reason why I love your story so much is because... Your ability to find that 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 feeling and find the line that makes you want to peel your own layers of your own little onion—that's there, as they say—teaches your friends and teaches other people that are like it's like a lineage, right? It's a it's a line, it's like a, it's like a domino effect about how to approach when your situation arises. Or a situation arises that are similar to yours, or them to, to themselves a problem that occurs and they're like, Oh my god, what did WWTM, what did Taylor N do, you know? Um wait, wait, that WW Yeah, that's right. Yeah, T M D. Um uh three years ago my I, I always struggle with learning I'm always learning. And my mother said that um you go through things, so therefore you can uh, teach others what you've learned yeah so uh just saying what you're saying is like reminding me and, and giving me an example of of something that i should do more in my life so thank you tm by the way do, does anybody call you tm
2: no no one's ever oh my god my life. dude
0: if i met you oh no i met you but now that I'm, i'll be like yo are you uh is that a, is that a tm circle r you know <laughs> <laughs> trademarks um yes yes that was a dumb joke
2: it's okay. but i but i
0: loved it and i'm doubling down that's on all, it, yeah you
2: know and what? i'm like oh if stamp of approval
0: it, yes oh you should just do that at the end of the video it's like a little like a little dot tm do you it's just me? like
2: hidden somewhere like
0: hidden there so TM,
2: that people know O-R subconsciously, O-R that subconsciously that I subconsciously
0: this. you put What's your mark called? on it um,
2: what is that called subliminal, subliminal messaging yeah.
0: yes 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 <laughs> all all the time that's what you should do
2: all right, next time I'll, I'll see yes, the you th-
0: then. Th- just, just do that. And then when I see it, I'll be like, oh. <laughs> and I'll have to take a little screenshot. I'll do a uh, command shift four because I watch yes. all my videos. And then I'll send it. Oh, no, I'll print it out. I'll make a little card. I'll mail it to you. And then you get this, you get this like Amazon package, right? And then you open it up and then there's another little package inside there. You open that up and there's like styrofoam and a little bit of plastic. Then you take that all out and then there's a letter. And it says hello TM, just you obviously. <laughs> then you open it up, it's a photo of the screenshot. Oh
2: my god! And then you
0: turn around. There's a little message that just says saw it. So,
2: that would be wow.
0: Yes, yeah, no return. I mean, if I no received
2: that, that would be pretty, um, maybe scary. If I like because you did not give me your address. That's true. I- <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even <laughs> think like, about
0: it. now. <laughs> women go through so much.
2: Message. Oh no. <laughs>
0: Women go through so much already and now they're getting this. Speaking of which, um, you know, like last year I was like uh, not struggling, but like really thinking like my place as like a male in society and Mm -hmm. figuring out how I treat women. Um, My ideal of like male toxicity has like increased greatly. Like I say that I'm garbage, but at least I'm recyclable. (laughs) Um, But I guess like how does it... Not feel, but what is it? Not what I don't want to say. What is it like? But as a female lead editor, yeah, is there any differences throughout your career that you've witnessed? Because I make commercials for a living, and so I'm surrounded by a bunch of editors, and I rarely see like a female editor. So yeah. how does how does that go with with everything right now?
2: Yeah, it's funny because I never. I've never really thought of it in that way, but I'm very aware that female editors are rare. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I think the film industry in general, there's not a lot of female representation. But um. I don't know. I I'm really lucky because that's never been an issue, and that's never been even something to consider with Ju- like Jubilee is where I've spent basically all of my
0: five years I career. Believe,
2: right? Like any portion of, like, my, any meaningful portion of my career has been spent at Jubilee, so I've been incredibly lucky and incredibly privileged to be in a place where, yeah, I was always just, like, encouraged from day one, and, like, if anything, they believed in me more than I believed in me. So, you know, I, I've never really, like, thought about that too much. Um
0: There's so much diversity there, especially, yeah. you know, Jason is just a very, very um, inclusive, you know, individual.
2: Yeah. And we're, I mean, you know, even for us, like we have so much room, I think, to improve still. Um, I think even this past summer, you know, like just seeing um, our country (laughs) go up in flames, right? (laughs) Like, you know, there was a lot of stuff that we had to evaluate internally as well. Like, where are our blind spots? And, you know, of course, like our company to the world looks pretty diverse, but, you know, we're not perfect. And like, there are still things that we need to make sure that we are like being as inclusive as possible. And that's not just like hiring diverse faces. That's like, are are we doing things that actually like intentionally diversifies the pool and like are our systems fair and are our systems unbiased and that that was tough but i'm really glad that we've done that because i think it's super easy to just believe that because we're made like our ceo is asian and we have Mm -hmm. a lot of you know minorities that we're super woke and diverse but you know we still have room to improve um, how do you make
0: a system fair though like what does that even look like
2: yeah i mean it's small things even like for example, so I lead the fellowship program, right? Yes. For Jubilee. Um, and one of our goals for the fellowship program has always been that it would be free. We're okay. not there yet because we run it out of a nonprofit and it doesn't make us money. So we just right. don't have the money to do 501 C
1: three, right? So Yes.
2: But yes. um But you know, like during some of those conversations, like some of our black employees like made a good point to me. They're like, you know, some like that's a lot of money to Have to pay to be a part of this program and people who are like less privileged might not be able to even with this we give a few scholarships but even with that like that barrier to entry is high right Um, i was like oh like that's a really good point so it's just like even small things like that that we don't even really think about like is that actually limiting the type of people or the yeah just like the demographics we can hit um, are there people that just don't have access to this program because of the cost or because of whatever it is? Um, it's like, how do
0: I make it more available for people to come into this, especially mm-hmm. since it can help them with their own career and like right. further? Right. That's such a difficult thing to to tackle. And I understand that you want to tackle that. But like, is there a limit to how much you can give, do you think?
2: mm Sometimes it feels that way, but I I mm. think that we um the answer is probably no. <laughs> like, Ooh, I like this. I, you know, there's there's always a temptation, I think no matter who you are to be like, haven't we done enough, right? And I think that's honestly probably a conversation that's happening around race in our country a lot. Like, haven't we done enough? Well, like, we have so,
0: not, but No,
2: exactly, right? Like I think you know, if we can hear from the people in communities who are you know who have been oppressed or marginalized like if they're saying like hey there's still more to be done like i think we have to listen we can't be like eh well it's not my experience, <laughs> yeah, it's not my experience. <laughs> is, you know so like look at like, this I, person
0: they've made it so yes, i know you can too.
2: The, the oprah the oprah argument
0: the ben carson like, argument right it's
2: just right. like so yeah I, I definitely it's it's tough and we're i've felt like oh man I've been so privileged and not even thought twice about things like that. Um, oh God,
0: I really love that. Is there, is there any limit in the answers? No. I wonder if, I wonder if that can lead into like compromise because I've, I've been thinking not compromising values, but compromising resources, I guess. And, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes maybe policy so that though, though you're opening the door, you're still having to limit just based on capacity. Oh, and resources, right? Right. But you're talking about the system. This should be absolutely not a no barrier to entry, but the system should allow access. Yes. And then through that access, then you can determine yes. how you can limit the resources. Right. That is, see, that, that is like more specific. And I, I like that. We're, we're heading the
2: core, yeah. Yeah, for example, like in the fellowship program, we um, we don't, okay, what am I trying to say? Um, There've been a lot of people who come through the fellowship program who have had pretty low amounts of experience, like technically they're like, oh, I've always wanted to pursue film, but like I, I chose engineering instead. Um, so they might not have a ton of experience, but maybe they just have the money Right. So right. someone who has no experience but has money, I I they'll apply because they're like, Oh, this is something that's actually possible for me to attend. Right. Um, there might be people who have more experience than that person but just are like, There's no way even they with a scholarship I can afford that. So like yeah. I'm not even gonna apply. But then, you know, like if that person would have applied, it's like, Oh, maybe I would have chosen that person. So there.
0: Did the internet just die? The internet died, right?
2: The internet died?
0: Oh, no, you froze. Okay, good. Sorry, what happened? What did you say?
2: <laughs> oh, uh, this is why uh, I
0: love doing like things in person sometimes. But... I know. No, no, no. You said about the two people um, yes. that you would have chosen this one instead of...
2: Or, you know, it's just like if someone who has no experience can apply to the fellowship and get in like because they can afford to be there... Like imagine how many people could be in that same boat. They might not have any experience either, but but they have that heart we're looking for, but they just are like, there's no way I can afford that. Like we're missing out on all these people just because they don't have money. And is that fair?
0: Is Okay. So there's like so many things to unpack. When you're talking about (laughs) experience, right? Or the ability to get chosen to get in because you're a lead editor and you're very story focused, I'm guessing, right? That's my assumption. I'm guessing Mm -hmm. you're looking for someone that can tell a great story. Um we're talking about systems, of course, but I guess I would just want to flow into, you know, what skills do you need, or what what is it that can allow someone, or how do you know when someone has the ability, there you go, to tell a great story? Like what does a good story comprise of? What does a good story
2: comprise?
0: Because your mind of? is thinking <laughs> about rhythms and we're talking about systems now, and you talked about the experience and so I'm thinking to myself, okay, Taylor is thinking about uh, not only accepting, but her own story, especially with those layers. So that is why I guess I'm just asking this question.
2: I think that the best storytellers can acknowledge nuance.
0: Ooh, Um, what do you mean by that? That's exciting. I just put my knee on the bench because...
2: (laughs) Um, you know, obviously, there's like storytelling conventional <laughs> rules, right? Like, should have a beginning, middle, and end. But where's that all, hook? All where's of it? those, exactly, right? Like, all of those rules can be broken um, if you do it intentionally. But there, I think you can tell a good storyteller when they are able to tell a story <laughs> that's really powerful without saying, hey, I'm telling a story that's really powerful.
1: Mm. There's got
2: to be like nuance and Like, I think the best stories personally that I love have this gray or like this nuance where it's not so obvious. Like, the person who is consuming the story should be able to project their own thoughts, beliefs, interpretations of the story. Um, Of course, there's the thing that you're trying to say, but if that's the only thing that someone who watches or reads or whatever can take from it. It feels less like a story and more like a Oh
0: like, like a, a, a like a lecture.
2: Yeah, like
1: Oh my yeah, gosh. Okay, I, okay. I could come in and say,
2: Hey, I wanna tell a story about the, the the power of forgiveness, right? Like that might right. be the message that I want to send. And yeah, of course that's the message I want would want people to take away, but like every person that watches it would take something else. You know, you've had that experience, right? Where right, you're you watch a movie you, and you reflect yeah. on your own life. Right, or you're like oh. talking to your friend and your friend is like, oh, I really love this part because I thought it meant this. And you're like, really? I thought it meant this. Like, do you know no, what I, I mean? No,
0: I know exactly what yeah, you mean. Yeah, yeah. But this brings up, yeah. oh my God. So I was having a debate. Oh my gosh, hold on. <laughs> wow, this is thinking made me think of something because I usually have this argument with people where art, but I guess now I'm thinking about where story equals art. It's a form of art, right? Mm-hmm. And art to me is where you're able to take like this complicated idea and shave it down in a way where it's easily uh, communicated and understood, right, this complicated Mm -hmm. idea.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And now what I'm realizing, well, through this conversation, is stories are, you're able to take this complicated idea and it's understandable, of course, it's understood, but it also allows someone to take it in and come up with new stories within themselves and the foundation is the story that you're telling. Ooh. Ooh.
2: And that's kind of a little bit what we were talking about with yeah. beauty, right? Like, yeah. you see this thing and it causes you to reflect in or, yeah. or about, about that, that moment or about that thing. Yeah,
0: like when you see the sun and it reflects on your face, I think, "Holy shit! Hopefully, I'm wearing sunscreen." <laughs> and oh, maybe you're thinking of something else. You're right. By the yeah. way, this podcast—I'm not going to lie—it's just an excuse to like talk to talk to people and catch yeah, up. So, yeah,
2: that's totally fair.
0: <laughs> that's fair. That's that, that's what I love to do. Um, yeah. But you know, wow, I didn't even—that's—that's that's the debate between art and communication and story. I always think. Yeah, sometimes i think there are rules though when it comes to stories
2: yeah uh yeah well what do you mean
0: well okay not really maybe the systems can be different right i mean for example like memento with christopher nolan the story is a little bit different because it's moving backwards mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you have um you know gus van zandt when it comes to his types of stories where they're very slow but to me um how i define story and the rules behind it is that it's supposed to have Sort of triggering at least, sort of like seven primary emotions.
2: well right? seven! At That's least, <laughs> well, man,
0: like you're hitting more than just basically what I'm saying is like you're hitting more than just mm-hmm. one emotion, right? If right. it's a sad yeah. film, right? Let's say for example, it's a sad story. At least maybe at some po- points you're hitting like an acute or an awe or a laughable yeah. moment, right? It's a roller coaster mm-hmm. of I want to say scattered but organized emotions. Yeah. Maybe that's what you do with your editing. So it starts off, there's that hook, and you're like, ooh, I'm curious. It's that awe, whatever, that's like wow type of emotion. Then we get into it. There's a little bit of laughter, and at the very end, it's that why am I fucking crying right now? (laughs) Um, Emotions.
2: Yeah, sometimes that is, yeah.
0: Have I cried in any of your videos? I'm trying to wonder.
2: You? Like no
0: no 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 no! not on oh, screen oh, <laughs> <like watching. laughs>
2: i was like i don't know if the, the videos you've been in have no been
0: no there was, there was no crying i mean there was a moment where uh we did that that love the tea thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh we like stared at each other's yes. eyes Is yes. that's what you guys love to do yep i don't think i um no i know that i didn't cry but some of the comments were like oh you could see so much pain in the guy's eyes <laughs> and like oh my gosh okay, wait, this, is, okay
2: this is really interesting um right. i think uh especially on the internet today we love to interpret the things we see from a 2 second clip right right that may or may not be true so for you like having been in you know in the view of millions of eyes who have watched the videos you've been in yes yeah like are there times where people are like commenting stuff and you're like dude that's not what i was thinking at all
0: well (laughs) or they're reading
2: so far into this
0: (laughs) um it's how do i put this simply um so oh wow so back in like uh 2014-15 i created a few viral videos And I was just, like, being myself and genuine and high energy, right? And though the comments, some of them were, like, some of them were, like, negative, of course, because I'm Asian. Like, who's this Asian dude doing his thing? Or this guy looks like a disgusting Indian. Whatever. Like, you'll get those, right? (laughs) You'll just, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, But then when I got – after that, like I took a break from social media, and I broke up with someone, and a lot of different things. Like through my life, like just overcame, or, which like broke down my confidence, right? And that's why I think that why women on the internet know how to present themselves so well because they have this like innate like confidence, and they can break through barriers right now, which is okay, which is great. But when I first arrived at uh, Jubilee in 2018, when I hosted the first video, by the way, I met Dan in a movie theater. Great guy, loved him. Um, <laughs>
2: so random um sounds like a place you'd meet dan though
0: yes (laughs) um okay sorry i know i'm like long-winded answers and i do apologize but when i sat down i was thinking back when i used to manage youtubers and i thought that at that moment i needed to sort of give a front right and so in the beginning i wanted to make sure that i was doing a few things like oh my god i'm so nervous blah 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 And they were right. Like, some of the comments were absolutely right. We're like, oh, this guy is not acting genuine. Mm -hmm. But what sucks is that's only some sections of it. And then a lot of it was actually, you know, real. Mm -hmm. And so when I read those comments, I get sometimes peeved, right? Yeah. Um because here is someone like very parasocial is that what it's called where they're just looking at one-dimensional and the internet yeah. is all about that, that like oh i love him or i don't and i do that too like i'm scrolling on tiktok and someone does something like i fucking love this chick or i love this guy he's so funny and everyone wants to be liked
1: mm.
0: and that ruined not ruined but that like broke down my confidence a little bit and then we get to the second video with the 10v1 and at that time I was still dealing with what would my ex think. And so some parts of the video, you could, you could see my insecurity. I'm getting somewhere with this. My brain just flows. It's getting somewhere. But by the time we probably get to the third or fourth video that I was in, like the, 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 which one are you gay? Whatever. Um, what I think I realized was, how do I put this simply? Like, I just don't care anymore. And but because of your videos, I'm not saying that I became back in like in my 2012, 2014, like confident self, but it made me realize that if I'm just genuinely, authentically me, then that's what I will appreciate myself when I watch the video and I won't get cringed. And then the people who respond nicely, they get me. And I do get DMs from the, the, the love stuff and the 10 v one often and i think it's because people in those moments that see the genuine self they respond and i think which brings back to the foundation of like how now i think about the internet and how i hope people can look at your videos and also just think of the internet in general is that when they come into a video the first thing i think anybody should do is come in with a positive, empathetic lens, right? And so in reality, yes, these videos, yeah, they have millions of views and yes, there's like positive comments. But I guess what I want to say is thank you for allowing me to be in there because it allowed me to like be more, not like be more present with myself, you know? Like maybe the first video I'm like, why the fuck did I do that, right? Like I wish I got comments like Hannah where they're like, Oh, my God, you know, right? But now I'm learning that, hey, Jonathan, in this moment, was I acting like myself? Was I being genuinely, authentically myself? And was my intention at that moment good? And if the answer is yes, God damn it, I'm fucking happy, right? And it's allowed me, especially now in 2020 and 2021 and the future, as long as I'm myself, I'm okay, Right? And I think that's the hardest thing to do on the internet.
2: Oh, yeah. Especially on the internet.
0: Right. Because the, the fucking camera's on. Back in 2014, 15, I didn't give a fuck because I'm like, <laughs> you know, there, you know, I was on top of the world. I was making money. I had a beautiful ex or whatever. Like, everything was so I didn't give up. Like, I can be on camera. Like, right. But now, uh, thankfully, through your videos, like, I'm back at that place where my uh, confidence or not, not my confidence, but just my ability to be okay with myself is there. And I think, wow. yeah. And I just, I, that's like one thing that I'll, I mean, that's why I appreciate and am enamored by you because your directors and the editors have, you know, you give room for people to do that. And that, and that's one thing why I love your company or just what you do, because I think it comes from a place and it's like, I could tell, person that's directing the person that's editing it they have they come in with this intentive not intention not to manipulate but to go okay how do we open this person up and how do we allow them to give their best selves forward with consent right um i don't know if i answered your question but i'm affirming you i guess i could say
1: (laughs) and um yeah but um Sometimes as
0: an Asian American and I think when I look in the mirror, I say I'm cute and I do the smile and I'm like, thank God. Right. (laughs) But sometimes it's difficult. And maybe we could talk about this when it comes to like being an Asian in media, right. Where maybe because of the internet and Instagram or whatever. I mean, how do I put this simply? When the comments are like, Oh, this guy could never get a girl like Hannah. Right, or this guy could never get any girls in general, or this guy does cocaine; he can never. Or this guy is gay, right? In some in some aspects, right? He doesn't. And in the olden days, I would be like, I need to prove to them that I can, Mm. right? But it to me it just opened up this door in my mind in regards to how people view Asian men, especially. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have white features, if you don't have this. I want to say this white bro fraternity type of um aura that you're not seeing as like attractive and some it, it confuses me because there are some average fucking looking <laughs> white dudes and and they get away with a lot with their personality and I I'm like sometimes I'm like what the fuck I like in real life I I I, I act like just but they're given more leeway. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy can get like any girl he wants. But, oh, because he looks like this, like this Asian man, because how Western society views Asians and brown men in general. It's just, it hurts sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, I'll get to, like, what do you think it's like being, oh, I'll do one example and then I'll ask you. Thank you for listening to me, by the
1: oh, way. Oh, of course. Remember
0: when Lord, Lorde, Lorde? Whatever her name is. Lorde. Yeah. Lorde. She dated an Asian oh, dude. Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the hate comments that came with it. It's kind of like um, Under 17 again, or whatever that movie is with Haley Steinfeld. And when Haley Steinfeld uh, ended up dating, or in the end of the movie, dated that Asian guy. Well, first off, he got 13 lines. So the, like, we were counting the lines. We are like, oh my God, I got 13 lines. We're screaming in the theater. Um, he did not get like an on-screen kiss, right? What does that say? I'm not saying like an on-screen kiss is meaning, like it means everything. But if he was in that movie where uh, this like average looking guy, it's called um, She's Out of My League, he gets an on-screen kiss. Like what the fuck, right? So, or or the lack of Asian on Asian love, you know, <laughs> like if she's a beautiful Asian girl in the movie or Hispanic or whatever, they're always dating some white guy, So,
2: yeah.
0: What is your perception of like, I mean, you're not a male Asian, but like as an Asian woman, how does that feel and what do you what do you view in that landscape when it comes when it comes to that?
2: Yeah, I I definitely think Asian American men have a very it's just yeah, interesting struggle. It's almost the complete opposite of the coin from Asian American women um because I think Asian women tend to be more fetishized i guess although you know it's interesting because k-pop and like all these other things are coming in and now people are like hey asians (laughs) but i don't know um yeah it's really i i think i have really um i come from a different world actually than a lot of asian americans that i know uh because i am like fourth or fifth generation so i'm i feel very detached (laughs) from asian in a way. Yeah. And um, what does that
0: mean asian You mean like your parents didn't have accents or something? Or? I,
2: like all of my grandparents spoke, just spoke English.
0: Whoa.
2: Yeah. Um, all of my friends. Okay. So I need to give you context, I guess, without outing where I live and where I'm from. <laughs> but,
0: um, Colorado, Utah.
2: Yeah. No, but yeah. So I grew up in, in a small, not small. I grew up in a city where there's a lot of Asian-Americans. So I'm Japanese-American. And where I grew up, there's tons of Japanese-Americans. Like, all of my friends were Asian. Uh, in my eyes, it was cool to be Asian. In my eyes, we were the cool ones. Right. <laughs> Whether or not that was true, I don't know. But uh, that's, that's how like it felt. That's Japanese how it felt. Japanese-American power, right? Yeah. Right. And um, all of my friends parents speak English grandparents speak English like grandparents have lived in this city for you know like their family goes back generations in this one city so yeah I feel in a lot of ways I feel detached from my culture like my heritage right so uh I grew up eating Japanese food a little bit uh we kind of did some Japanese traditions maybe but eh, I don't know um and so but that's my whole life, right? So like up through high school, that's my entire experience. And then once I went to college and even beyond, even meeting people at Jubilee and starting to have friends who come from immigrant families, right. I realized like, whoa, I'm very different. And my view on Asianness is so different because to me, Asianness was never a thing. Like it wasn't a thing that I was like oppressed for <laughs> or right. that I was teased for. So like when fresh off the boat came out yeah i i realized how much i I didn't even really watch the show but just hearing people talk about it and being like oh i remember that lunchbox moment right i'm like i don't Uh, uh, what what (laughs) is that yeah i really realized like i had a very different experience than a lot of asian americans um and then in college i went to a predominantly white school and that was the first time i felt like whoa i'm asian right <laughs> and in terms of like attractiveness i was like <laughs> oh i'm not going to meet anybody here cuz they're all white like i just like why would they want me yeah which is which is weird but or or then yeah, there's the or... fear i'm like well if they do like me it's because they have yellow fever <laughs> which is terrible <laughs> <It's> the, struggle. <laughs> the struggle it's the struggle a terrible thing to like right. assume about somebody but yeah, so I don't know. I just feel like my perception of Asianness and my experience has been so different, and I'm so um, just recently kind of being folded into these conversations about like the power of representation and like yeah, um, yeah. I never really thought about this because I always felt represented growing up.
0: So I it's love. Wow, interesting. Yeah, that is pretty interesting.
2: But also, so I'm Japanese American. So yes. and, uh, my my grandpa was. Mm-hmm. Um, a kid in the internment camps right so like
0: oh whoa holy fuck
2: yeah pretty crazy holy like shit. he he had like the letter from the president when they apologized and like gave them money oh
0: so my god crazy. yeah Your grandfather's dope as fuck
2: <laughs> i know it's crazy but he was he was really young um um but i think also looking back at that like japanese americans also are unique in the sense that we were forced quite a while ago to
0: be assimilate assimilate
2: because we're told that like we're the enemy and like you better be american otherwise bye (laughs) right so i think in a lot of back to the camps yeah (laughs) yeah exactly so i i see a lot of you know my family being so american i think is impacted by that um and the reason like we aren't super connected to our japanese heritage is because they lived through that
0: but now you're yeah, well, but now you're watching now but as you said after going to college and now working at Jubilee those stories are being heard. And what's kind of fascinating is that even though you have you did not live as you said in those experiences, I guess now you can go, wow, I look like these people and that is what is assumed and mm-hmm. if they feel like this way, maybe I can start questioning myself how have I been treated, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's so that's so rare because sometimes you don't know how you're being treated until someone that looks like you is being treated that way.
2: <gasps>
0: that's why positive representation is also good because, like, oh my god, yeah. this person's being positively treated so well. Oh my god, it comes through. From... Interesting. That's something that I'm struggling with too. There's a book that I'm reading called. By the way, I like that because now you're making me realize that we are products of of where we are, where we come from. And sometimes in that little bubble, we often forget how the the world in general, outside of our bubble, um, can affect us, or how they actually treat people who look like me. So interesting. Um, there was there was something that oh, you know what I realized there's so there's a book I'm reading. It's called uh, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. And the biggest thing is like you are what you call yourself and you are what others call you. So you want to surround yourself with like people that challenge you, but also affirm you when it's appropriate, et cetera, et cetera. And then also, that's why Taylor, you should look in the mirror every fucking day and go, I'm cute. Thank you, God. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, and oh, for some don't reason. try that. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> don't try it. do it because it's got it's true. All right. Hail Mary full of grace. It's true. <laughs> um, but um when Western media Consistently says that you're ugly, you begin to almost you begin to believe it, and that's something that um, I struggle with. Um, just like in the beginning, not not in, like not in the Jubilee videos, but in the beginning when I was in the viral videos, um, and then it made me like super insecure, like to even talk to women, right? And that's like something that I've luckily I've had the privilege where um it's better now and i'm and um uh the confidence is within me but not everyone has like um innately like extroverted personality to allow people to damage them first right (laughs) um and i guess i guess i just hope that western media just is nicer to average looking asian dudes like dude if that girl like if seth rogan can be seen as like a sex idol (laughs) fucking goddamn it like what you know what i mean you know what i mean <laughs>
1: yeah 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 okay
0: but yeah, seth rogan is uh, like a hot dude like don't get me wrong which <laughs> like, he's sultry i look at him like love the charisma love the writing love everything that he presents he's a beautiful person right for what he stands for or what he represents in the movies that he makes but you get what i mean right yeah
2: yeah yeah the bar is lower
0: the bar is lower you know <laughs> <laughs> oh the high the bar I mean we're almost done um thank, thank you for talking with me um, oh, yeah. this is just this is my little excuse
2: I, I, yeah I'm all for
0: it I'm all for you you're, you're good uh, what is this little uh ring thing that's on your
2: neck this oh I don't know it's just a necklace
0: it oh it's a necklace Oh, okay not everything represents something Jonathan no. Come <laughs> Jesus by the way this is not planned but there's Jesus in the last supper
2: oh no. yes nice yes
0: did I do that for you? No. But I know that you're <laughs> that you're super not super Christian, but you do have um a lot yeah. of quotes of Jesus everywhere.
2: I would say that's fair. I've heard that. <laughs> Although that quote that uh label used to really bother me, not because I'm like ashamed of that, but I was mm-hmm. like, what does that mean? Like it's not like super Christian the way I some like super short. It's like, I don't know. I used to like get really picky about that, but I don't care. I know what you mean when you say that. <laughs>
0: what is... Wait, 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 this, hmm. I
2: don't know. I can't explain it. What, is
0: your, what, what is your identity then? What is like... If you're thinking about identity then for, for people like labeling you things, what would you say your identity was, I guess, two years ago? And, and what do you think you define it as now?
2: Oh. Hmm. Oh. Uh, uh, do you mean like in terms of how I would...
0: Label yourself. Like what... I don't want to say your brand, right? I think brand mm-hmm. is, God, it's like Gary Vee, marketing. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think identity oh, is, I think identity is like what you stand for. Mm-hmm. And then also in addition, how you believe that others, you know, define you as, right?
1: Mm.
0: It's like, this is what I can yeah. control. And then the other part is also the identity of this is not what I, this is something that I can't control, but I I want to be able to still manipulate that just a little bit, you know?
2: Hmm that's a good question um i think i i basically think that two things the two buckets that i would put my identity in in the last couple of years is uh yeah like a, a christian somebody who like i really it, that's a huge part of who i am right. that's like a huge part of my life and it affects almost everything i do um and then <laughs> jubilee <laughs> which it feels empathy
0: weird. and workaholic that's yeah, your identity no.
2: yeah i which it actually i came to this point where i got a little bit scared by like oh man like who who would i be without jubilee or like if you know if i were to no longer be with jubilee like or it feels like so much of my identity is in that and like people know me for that and people like me for that and people look up to me for that and i'm like oh like what would i do if i didn't have that anymore um which was weird um i was like oh are people gonna think i'm less cool like if i were to ever yeah quick, like, would i would,
0: be less cool for that
2: i don't know like just yeah like
0: but now how do how do you feel about it
2: I definitely I don't I don't think I've really like sorted through that yet because it's I realize it's just become such a huge part of my identity which is fine because I love it and I love Jubilee and I love working there but I did kind of have an existential crisis where it's like okay if I, if I weren't to have that anymore would I be less relevant to people and I I don't really think that should matter. Um, but it did. But it matters. A it, bit ma- weird. it matters
0: to you a little bit. Why does that matter to you a little bit?
2: Why does it matter? I guess maybe. Okay, so when I was in college, I didn't really believe that I could do this as a job. Mm-hmm. Do film editing, or edit editing anything yeah. as a job? Um, and Jubilee was the place. And the people who showed me that I could. And then for Jubilee to kind of blow up the way it did, it felt like, oh, I guess it kind of like legit legitimized.
0: Legitimized who you were and what skills you brought.
2: Right. A little bit more. Because it was like, oh, not only did I think I couldn't make it, I made it, and then I made it into a place that's like super popping right now. Right. It feels like it feels validating. So then, you know, it's like if i were to ever like not have that like does that change like obviously the answer is no but it feels like will i have invalidated everything you you (laughs) know it's definitely no but um
0: you know it just made me think so you said something where where would i be without jubilee like you said that right and you had that existential crisis like if i leave Will I be, will people like me? Will, will people know me, like my name still, right? Um, and what happens if we, I was just thinking as you're saying it, we flipped it, right? So now instead of thinking like, where would I be without Jubilee? Now it's also, where would Jubilee be without me, right? And so, in all the videos that you edited, you have the little TM circle, are there? <laughs> but there there's like pieces of you in every single video there's also totally. pieces of you within the company there's pieces of you in the fellowship right mm-hmm. and i wonder if like maybe i should do this too more often because i work with clients and i'm just like fuck this is like me and where would i be without but if like you take it and you sandwich it together it's where would i be without jubilee but also where would Jubilee be without me and I think by doing that little thing now regardless if you're there or not you you know that your mark is there and they know that and you also know that their mark is within you and so that's why I think yes you're still going to have that existential crisis but I think that's like now looking at you in that perspective because you're just making me think like that I think hopefully that kind of helps you just a little bit because when I I personally, when I look at Jubilee and I look at the videos, I think of the director that I first met Dan, you know, and I'm thinking of Jason and those first meetings. I'm thinking of Kendra. I'm thinking of Rachel back in the day. I'm thinking of you. I'm, I'm basically thinking of all of those people that make the company what it is. And I think a lot of people think that too because to me you're great and anybody that works there is great because of what you produce um yeah i wonder if we i wonder if you're able to think like
1: that
2: it's funny because i actually um i don't have like a reverse insecurity like a like a past insecurity about like oh maybe you know i i can admit that i think i've contributed I've contributed a ton to Jubilee. Like I'm not insecure about that. (laughs) I guess it's more like if I were to ever imagine a life beyond Jubilee, what is there? And will I still be important to people? Which obviously I would be, but it just feels like. It's harder. Such a big part of my identity. And it feels like, sometimes it feels like that's, the cool selling point, right? People are like, oh, she works at Jubilee. It's like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is yeah. terrible. I don't know. I don't, I feel like I don't actually care about that, but in a subconscious I, part of my mind, I do. Um, I hear you. It's
0: like, am I just Taylor Taylor or am I Taylor Jubilee? Yes. Am I, am I TM or am I TJ?
2: Yes, exactly. So once if, you know. And you, and you, don't,
0: and you don't own J, So that's yeah. even harder because it's still an extension of you. And then you start to think are you vicariously living through jay you know (laughs) it's like it's like those parents that have a fucking kid it's like you know like they're living vicariously through Mm -hmm. through uh their child interesting i'm not gonna lie that's something that i struggle with often because i'm always thinking about the influencers or companies that i that i help manage and i'm like fuck like where am i with like am I important? You know, Uh, is JG important? Is TM important? Mm -hmm. So I guess instead of like, I guess now the question is, instead of feeling, do you feel heard? Do you feel important?
2: (laughs) I think the answer is deep down, yes. Um, but okay, so I don't know if you know the Enneagram very well. Yes, I do. Okay, so I'm an Enneagram two. Oh. So my whole I feel like my <laughs> my whole existence revolves around making sure that I'm important to people and needed by people. So I'm like, yes, I feel important, but um, that that just goes down a whole different rabbit hole. <laughs> Is that like a two?
0: Are you like a two four, or just like a solid two? Like
2: I think I, I, yeah, I'm. I think it's I'm pretty my wings mm-hmm. I think are balanced so wow
0: you you're limiting beliefs or whatever that I, that usually comes from like how you were treated I guess
2: Yeah I don't I actually don't know where it came from but I'm sure there's something in my past that <laughs> has contributed to this but it's really interesting so I like I feel important but also am I just trying to make myself (laughs) feel important because that's what i need to survive
0: (laughs) but then it's like holy then you start checking yourself like am i do i is my ego a little fucking too much now like am i gonna like stand up on on the one of the tables like you're nowhere without me (laughs) (laughs) no i don't think you'll i don't think you'll ever do i won't i won't um we're about we're ending soon um by the way i'm so grateful that we decided I, i think Um, With this podcast, like um, in the beginning, it was it was like very conversational based and it was like so much fun. And then I took a long break because I hired someone and they wanted me to push this into more of like an entrepreneur type of podcast because of all the people that I know, whatever.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But I don't care. Like, yes, I love. No, listen, I love your journey. Right. But. Like knowing and understanding and like diving deep into your head. To me, makes it more fun to listen to for me. So I'm doing this for me. Um, But also then we also learn about the type of career that you do. Like, yeah, you are a lead editor and you are doing all of these things. And they get a good idea of like, oh my God, when I jump into an opportunity like this, like what should I be thinking? And I think that's more important because I think the system always is the same for any entrepreneur. I don't know why I'm just telling you this, but I decided to tell you this is it's always like work hard, be consistent, focus on a niche and then Mm -hmm. network and. Like everybody knows that. What's your aha moment? But this, this learning about your thought process to me is just, I don't know, it just feels so much warmer, I guess. Right. Um, so I guess, I guess the last question is, and this is, this is something that I've been asking like a lot of people, which I like, you know, um, well, it's two questions. The first question, which is like so important. Okay. This is life altering. This is, this will determine everything. When you put on your shoes, do you do sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Or do you do sock sock shoe shoe?
2: Oh my gosh, sock sock shoe shoe. Do All people right. do sock shoe sock shoe? <laughs> I guess
0: so. There are some people that do that. You have no idea. I mean, I don't know if they're sociopath. Now I'm judging.
2: <laughs> huh? That's that's something that I know. I was so shocked when he even I was like, I don't understand where this could go because there's only one option.
0: <laughs> there's only well, and
2: then you said sock shoe, and I was like, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, sock shoe sock shoe. Or socks, socks, shoes, shoes. So that's like that's very, very. You have no idea. It's like people that put in milk before they put in their cereal. I was shocked when I actually saw but that. Mine.
2: Just doesn't make any sense. So, oh my god, no, difference. it
0: doesn't. But no, wait, no, but that. Why? Too.
2: Why would you put the milk in first? I, when There's my no way to quanti- Like you just are shooting Carrie, in the dark at that point.
0: Freaking Carrie Lou, don't they? Why did you do that? That was your name. I remember. I hired this girl named Carrie Lou. And we're all having breakfast, and she puts the milk first, and I was like,
2: oh. <gasps>
0: I hired you what who are you um and then the second question is what in 2020 you know what's that one not one thing but what are the 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 important lessons that you think you learned in 2020 especially like it could be personal it could be professional it could be both like what is that what is that what is what are those things that you learned hmm.
2: 2020 um Oh, man. I feel like it's such a blur. <laughs> but I
0: know. Like, what happened?
2: I know. I think I, I learned how much I actually am okay with being alone. Not, like, in a sad way, but hmm. um, my life before was so busy and so full of people, which is great because I love people, but... Um, Yeah, I was just everywhere all the time. And I had already been working on like saying no, you know, and not saying yes to everything and not being obligated to say yes to everything. Because it wasn't always that I was just saying yes, because I just love being busy. It was (laughs) no, I can't say no, because I can't let this person down. Or like, I don't want to disappoint this person. Or I don't want them to think I'm late, whatever. Right. Right. Um, So 2020 really gave me permission to, to just not do any of that and feel like i didn't need to be everywhere at all times and i didn't need to be everything for everyone um
0: whoa that's a big lesson especially when someone wants to feel important like you
2: exactly who wants to make sure
0: that you're accomplishing someone's needs yes holy shit that must have been tough to be like hey listen can't do it for you man
2: yeah it was tough and i think that was kind of a little bit of a carryover from maybe a previous year but um i really like okay so i used to think if i spent a weekend inside on the couch like what a waste I was like, <laughs> oh my god i've just wasted my life away but now i'm like that's all i want to do because it's fine <laughs> like it's yeah, fine to just not have to be everywhere and doing things and being busy is not what makes me important
0: Ah, uh, but being you so, is important
2: Yes. And so I really, yeah, I just really enjoyed like slowing down and not going out. You know, if I spend a Saturday watching TV all day, sure.
0: Do you have ice cream with it?
2: No, because <gasps> I don't eat a ton of ice cream.
0: Are you lactose intolerant?
2: I am, but I. Because eat- you're Asian. <laughs> yes. You know, but it was really sad because in 2017, I was drinking milk. No, 2015. Yeah. I was drinking milkshakes all the time. I remember eating so much ice cream and then suddenly i just like woke up one day and couldn't do it. <laughs>
0: You're like why is my stomach tragic. why is my stomach oh, yeah. churning right now? It was what's bad. what's um, going on?
2: I usually will take a, you know, like a lactate pill. But it's just such a hassle, so i just Such don't a hassle.
0: It. Yeah, I just, you know what? Just don't I just, just don't it sucks because i really love strawberry ice cream, but every time i do, i'm like, "Uh-oh."
2: Okay. What? So Oatly has a mm, strawberry ice cream? Oatly. And it's just it's oat milk, so it's but it's really good it tastes really good
0: okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go to trader joe's probably trader joe's or whole foods mm, i'm guessing
2: more likely at whole foods i don't think trader ah, carries it
0: yeah yeah only sounds like a mrs w product which i love um okay i'm gonna go to whole foods
2: so that will that will uh you know give you the illusion that you're eating strawberry ice cream it tastes really good
0: Perception of everything you know you know what i realized oh i learned this from like a lot of companies where they go taste is psychological
2: <laughs> oh no like, what, is, why? what do you mean i don't know if i like well, that
0: well it's because okay so i sell products uh and there's this company called hint drink water oh yes and they had like flavored water oh mm-hmm. hint oh hint so i worked for them and i'm like is this really pineapple i tied to the coat with the founder and he's like well it's a mixture of things but jonathan you have to understand right if you make them believe that it's pineapple it's pineapple
1: no because no. the person
0: but that's dude that's how i view now anything that i do for a client i every time i have to sell a product i literally put it in my mouth and i spit it out and you're like Ugh. i think it's always gross and then i have to think how do i make the video um look presentable or look in a way where you think it's delicious like i sell these things called nugs and they
2: the oh my version. gosh i saw <laughs> an ad on instagram and then a lot of us at jubilee were talking about it and we're like wait it looks kind of good we kind of want to try it
0: so right, let me know if you need any i could ship some guys oh to you, if you so i did uh i did a couple things for nugs and then there's one where i actually did it did it myself because the actors COVID, whatever um but yeah let me know if you want COVID. i can send you some i uh, COVID. i mean nugs. <laughs> i don't want uh, covid
2: yes but maybe some nugs
0: nice nugs. Nice. um but their first version, if it's a scale of 1 to 10, was like a 3. It was so... Um, think about like putting a sock in your mouth, all right?
2: Sock, shoe, or just sock?
0: Uh, oh, I'm talking <laughs> sock, shoe, sock, shoe, all right? That's what I'm talking about, TM. <laughs> okay, PM. got it. Um, and um, I had to figure out a way to sell it. So you add crunchy sounds and you, and you nice. add... Like a layer Wait, of someone. Are what? they
2: really not that crunchy? Because that's what was selling us.
0: Uh, I, the version that I was selling, but now they're 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 listening. <laughs> they're amazing now. Version five point oh.
1: Okay. Mwah.
0: okay. <laughs> Mwah. I'll send you. I'll send you my commercial. It does really well. And you'll be like, oh my god. Uh, but yes, they're really they're they're delicious now. They're like okay. Out of a I'm gonna be real. Out of a scale of one to ten, for the vegan stuff, I think it's like. 8.75. Yeah. And sure. it and if you bake it correctly, it does have a crunch.
2: Okay, there you go.
0: There you go. So Taylor, where where can people uh find you if they want to find you?
2: You can find me on uh mostly Instagram, I guess, uh at Taylor Mott's. Taylor uh... That's oh, pretty the, much it. I, I, muted, that in,
0: I <laughs> muted that entire part. No, I'm joking. Uh, Taylor, follow <laughs> her guys, follow her. She's she's, uh, she's I don't amazing. know, I mean,
2: I don't, yeah, my social media presence is not like super large, like I'm not like posting things all the time, so.
0: Who cares? That's the beauty of this podcast, right? I, I think, I'm not saying, so you just, I bring people on and they open their souls and if they, they spill the pho, I guess that's what they call it. And hey, whatever. Like this to me, this feels good. Like I'm not we're not trying to get anything out of each other as in like professionally. Yep. Which is and I'm not trying to be, um, okay, this might sound wrong, but <laughs> um inspired and motivated about kind of the the your your pathway in your career, right? Because that becomes but I want to just hear you out and whatever you begin to share when you begin to like peel that little onion and then we're in there that feels so much better and now when you talk about work people can relate to that and i think that's the structure of this right it's i want to get to know you and then and then your work you are not your work does that make sense
2: yes 100%. you're
0: tm you're fucking tm know.
2: <laughs> i'm tm right yeah.
0: and then and then and then you could talk about the j part you know
2: right right is yeah,
0: it okay totally. by the way it's okay if i call you tm yeah yeah oh
2: god so do i want to do so many
1: things <laughs>
0: i want to give you like little things i'm like can you can you tm this i don't know why
1: <laughs> so dumb.
0: you say a statement i'm like oh my god it's tm guys you can't can't copy that that's
2: you get so sued funny. yeah get sued no from one's TM. ever no you'd be the only first and only
0: that's that's what it is um yeah all right well tm thank you so much John, follow her everyone
2: thank
0: you yes have uh no this
2: was awesome um... you're awesome. I feel like, yeah, you've just always been super encouraging and kind from day one. And so. Don't make me like, cry, Don't oh, it's cry to crying, Oh my you gosh. <laughs> I can keep going. Um, uh, my, because my love yeah.
0: language is affirmation, man. I,
2: okay, great. Um, yeah, I, it's really cool because I, I think like you have always been super genuine. So it's cool to hear you talk about like how much you are striving for that and like how much you want that for yourself because I think you are accomplishing it. And, uh, yeah, it's been super cool to keep in touch with you over yeah. a couple of years that you've yeah. been in our videos and yeah, it feels like we're friends. So that's f- cool. Yeah.
0: I mean, listen, without you, without Kendra, without Dan, without Jason, without basically Jubilee, I feel like I'm nothing. Right.
2: That just so, blows my mind. That just, I, that is, wow.
0: Think about it this way. Right. I, I've been, this is kind of like something that I've been learning and it's in life you meet a bunch of people like people come and go constantly, but there are few situations, few events, few people, I mean few, it's hard to say that affect you in a way which kind of makes you reflect on yourself, change a little portion of yourself and then move forward. And granted, if you may see or be in these situations again, either we might meet on a sidewalk or meet up above the clouds, you know, death, um, it's that appreciation that I think I try or I've been learning to carry more now because people like you, people like Kendra, people like Malik, people like Dan, like I said, people like Jute, they've helped me at least become better. And I should definitely appreciate that. Right. And, it, and that's like something that I struggle with, too, because it's like, fuck, like, what about the people that have hurt me, too? And then I think, wait, holy shit, was I toxic to them? And so then it becomes like this major, like checking self. But now it's just, okay, where in these events of my life, big or small, can I appreciate and make sure that I'm always, always being grateful for that? And you're, you're one of those people that has helped me, I think, get there. Still a learning process. But getting it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be an asshole because I,
1: I've offended be <laughs> you.
0: Believe worked for me for a little bit, and then I kind of offended. But we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. You know. So it's like, ah, I haven't wanted to choke you yet, TM. So it's good. Okay, yeah. That's good. Hopefully yeah. you didn't want to choke me. So well. <laughs> I don't know why I just did this. <laughs> but anyway, uh, when COVID ends, or uh, yeah. well, I, I test myself every two weeks.
2: I but, just don't uh, go anywhere, so you yeah.
0: know. <laughs> but um. I moved back to LA in February and oh, okay. uh, I cook a lot. Like today, I'm cooking Korean barbecue for my family, whatever.
1: Ooh.
0: But I'm thinking middle of February or beginning of March, if you want some, do you, do you eat f- meat? I, yes, I do. If you want some wasabi tacos, whoa, uh, boom, friend to friend, fucking food in your gosh mouth. I was about to say goddamn, but I didn't say it, but I just said it right now. <laughs> I know you're Christian. I'm not that Christian. Holy shit! Um, boom! I'll bring some. There's so I'll, many layers to that. Right, right, right. I will, mind. I will, uh, I will uh, cook you some. Um, I'll just bring over the the stuff and then, and then we can eat. And Amazing. Do stuff if you're down, Let's down. Do
2: it, yeah.
0: All right, bye, TM. Thank you so much for listening and thank bye. you for bye. sharing Thanks. your soul. Hello. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening to the episode. If you enjoyed it, please. You know, go to Apple Podcast, find Spill the Phu, leave a five-star review because it really helps the podcast out, especially since we're revamping kind of how we want this podcast to be seen and heard. You can always check out the highlights at Instagram.com forward slash Spill the phu. And remember, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening and have, yeah, have a wonderful day.